0: To they score! They score! Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Is a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Hi friends, Father Rico here at God's Playbook. Today we begin studying Luke chapter 2, the birth of Jesus, verses 1 through 20. We hear in the gospel... And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, everyone loves Christmas. And so hearing this passage takes us right back to Christmas as we hear this every third year in Luke's account on Christmas Eve when we come to Mass. And yet this story is the story of salvation, which is relevant to us all year round, not just as we prepare to celebrate the birthday of Jesus, but rather that God thought enough of us to come down from his almighty throne to be one like us, Emmanuel, God with us. As we see at the beginning of the passage, once again, St. Luke reminds us that Joseph comes from the lineage and family of David. And so what we learn in the Old Testament that the Messiah is to come from the holy lineage, it shows that indeed all the scriptures are fulfilled in the person of Jesus. That from the beginning of creation, God's plan of salvation is realized And here, the Lord has come to be among his people, as the Psalms remind us. The scripture again, as we studied in chapter 1, reminds us that Joseph and Mary were engaged and not yet married. And as she is expecting the child Jesus, we once again recognize that this is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice there is very little information given to us on how Mary delivered the child. For the focus is not what happened, but why it happened. Why did Jesus, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, come down from heaven to earth? Well, it's for redemption purposes, salvation purposes. The Savior has come to redeem us from our sin. And so all of heaven and earth rejoice. And while the song says it's the most wonderful time of the year, We recognize, friends, that Christmas is the second most wonderful time of the year. For it is at Easter, when Jesus stretches out his hands on the cross and gives up his life for our salvation, and in his rising from the dead, that is the most wonderful time of the year. And yet we are still filled with great joy, just like the shepherds are. As we hear these scriptures, does it not take us to this place of great joy? This recognition that amidst the mess of our lives, the busyness of our lives, that Jesus thinks enough of us to come down to be one with us in human flesh. And so just as the angels had appeared to Zechariah and Elizabeth and our Blessed Mother Mary, notice that once again the first words from the angels say, Do not be afraid. Every time we have an encounter with God, friends, we are called to not be afraid, but to heed the message that God wants for us. God continues to pull himself down from amongst his majestic reign so that we can relate to him. Friends, just as he had the good news for those shepherds, he has good news for you too, as his precious son and daughter. The shepherds were seen as regular people looking after their flocks in the fields. How many times do you and I feel that we're just regular people working our job, perhaps finishing school, perhaps we're retired? Whatever stage in life we find ourselves, to us, it may just be the regular mundane life that we're living, but not to God. God thought enough of the shepherds who were living regular lives to make them the first people to hear the message of joy. So too it is for us that as we unlock the secrets of God's love in the scriptures, friends, he wishes to touch your life, no matter how exciting or how mundane you might think it is, before God he is very much interested in your day-to-day life. And while he may not send the angel to speak to us directly at times, friends, rather through his word we are encaptuated in the love and mercy of our God who wishes to bring us good news of great joy. Today, in this city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah is born for you. Friends, the birth of Jesus didn't just happen 2,000 years ago for Mary and Joseph, these shepherds and the wise men. The birth of Jesus brings you hope, brings me hope, brings the world hope, For indeed, God is with us. Not God was with us, but rather, it's the present tense. And that God continues to be with us until the end of time. As we hear Jesus say later in the scriptures, before he ascends to the Father, know that I am with you always, yes, to the end of time. And so this presence of Jesus, not the child in the manger, but at every single mass, it's as if we, like Mary are holding the infant Jesus as we place the host on our hands, though unworthy to receive him in Holy Communion, we should experience the same joy that Mary and Joseph had when they held the savior of humanity in their hands. They and we are unworthy, and yet whether we receive Jesus on our hands or on our tongue, this same encounter with Jesus should bring us great joy for god is with us notice how verse 14 says glory to god in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors this should trigger our memory friends as we gather at mass especially on sunday and our holiest days i hope that many of us realize that the prayers we say were not created by the holy father or some cardinal or bishop Rather, these phrases, like this beautiful one that the angels proclaim, that we say in the Gloria at Mass, recognize that everything we say within the liturgy at Mass is an expression of the Scriptures, a proclamation of God's glory. And so this is one, indeed, that we use as we join the angels and saints in glorifying God for the fact that God is with us and that we, his sons and daughters, are the people in whom God favors. As the angels go back to heaven, it helps us to realize that we're not always going to experience God in the highest level. That sometimes we might be coming off a retreat and may be in a spiritual high, but then we have to come back to the regular lifestyle and realize that God is still with us. For some of us, that experience might be even through a profound homily, or perhaps a hymn at Mass that really moves you. Perhaps it's an experience of God's mercy in the confessional, or perhaps it's celebrating one of the other sacraments of our church, like the sacrament of the sick, or perhaps you may have just been married or confirmed. Wherever we find ourselves, it's like St. Peter's encounter with Jesus on the mountain. He wishes to pitch a tent and stay there. And yet God doesn't want us to just sit in the church 24 hours a day. Rather, he wants us to recognize that he is with us every day of our life, that we are never alone. And so he has been made known to us. And the beautiful passage in verse 19 that says that Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Mary once again gives us a powerful example of how we should be. That as the scriptures speak to us sometimes in very different ways, depending on where we find ourselves, we should also ponder the words and realize that these spoken words proclaimed to us at mass or perhaps in the silence of our room as we're studying the Bible ourselves, that it is God speaking to your heart, my dear friend. And sometimes it's easy for us to ponder those words where we feel, God, you're speaking directly to me. This is exactly what I'm dealing with in prayer. This is exactly what I'm dealing with or facing in my daily life. The scriptures are not historic events, though we know they did happen in history. But their relevance is just as important today as it was when it first occurred. And so let's ask the Blessed Mother to help us to treasure God's words in our heart too, to ponder them. Sometimes we hear something today, and we might take years to unpack it, but when we do, we realize the great grace in these words that God has given to us. And so let us continue to give honor and praise to God for the birth of Jesus. May the joy of Christmas not only sustain us in the days of December, but every day, for indeed, Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with you, my friend. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you, and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks, and God bless.